what is going on guys good morning good afternoon and good evening wherever you may be on this big blue marble we call planet earth what is happening everybody happy sunday yeah it, it's sunday <laughs> my apologies i've just been so distracted this whole week i uh, went out with some friends and stuff and as usual my excuse it's uh Fishing and camping, fishing and camping, and that's what I love to do. Um, I might go ahead and post a couple of pictures over on Twitter at the Real WOD of what I, where I was at and what I was doing, just in case you're curious, just to kind of you know back up my story. <laughs> All right. Uh, if I sound a little uh, low, my my voice sounds low, a different tone. It's because I just woke up. And I realized, man, I think I got a podcast I do. I know I only put out one episode this whole past week. But I do have some story segments for you that I wanted to share. And I want to get right into that right now. Let me first tell you exactly what is going on. Uh, stories, <laughs> bizarre stories. Um, here's one, Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he was getting blasted for using the word midget over a staff member who had passed away, a longtime staff member of the Dallas Cowboys. And so he gets blast, but blasted by the, I guess you would call them the short people. They have some sort of organization, I don't know. Anyhow, he used the word midget in some reference to his, the passing of a, uh, of a staff member or whatever, and so they just went apeshit crazy on his ass. So we'll get into that. Um... There was another article, weird article. I don't know if it's even worth posting. I'll, I'll put whatever I have. <laughs> uh, I recorded it out there. But it's something to do with cats, and they're considered aliens. I don't... Some some nutcase out there is, is claiming... I guess he's a scientist. He claims that cats are aliens. I don't know. I'll talk about that. Also, the Highland Park shooter. You know that skinny, pasty-faced, uh, meth-headed-looking wannabe rapper? Uh, he's He's getting charged heavy. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, let's put, I think it was like over 100, 117, maybe that's the incorrect number. It's been a while since I read the story and recorded it. But anyhow, he's facing over 100 plus charges, you know, in the, that shooting that he did, that, that horrific shooting. We'll get into that story. Also, you know, those, um, those hornets, you know, those, the killer hornets or whatever, well, I guess they're, they're, they, the technical term has the word Asian, Asian, <laughs> Asian, I meant to say, in, in its um, definition or, you know, in its labeling of what type of bug it is. To me, it's just a fucking crazy big hornet that will fuck you up. But I guess some of these woke scientists, these bugologists, <laughs> or whatever you want to call them, um, they think that's racist if you use the term Asian. In the description of a hornet, so whatever, we'll get into that as well. I think there's also a story about Brittany Griner and another guy who was going to um, get released. I guess he's a, a Marine, if I'm not mistaken, but he got involved in some sort of cocaine issue. I'm not too familiar with that case right off the top, but Brittany Griner, she's, she's crying, and I guess her uh, lesbian wife or husband or whatever the heck she wants to be called, she's, uh, they're both... Um, begging America, you know, that country whose flag they kneel to during the national anthem, she needs help to get out of Russia. She's getting uh, sentenced. She's looking at 10 years, and uh, we'll touch base with that. So as far as I'm concerned, she could stay there. <laughs> and also, one more story I want to dip into 
is the story about um, Tesla. And I guess a guy bought a used Tesla car. Um, I forgot. It's like a mod an S60, and I don't know what the deal is. I, I don't know. It's all technical. I don't care about electric cars. I think they're, it's just a bad investment. That's just my opinion. Anyhow, uh, I guess when he bought the used Tesla, uh, there's something that, to the effect that he owed, this guy owed $4,500 or something to Tesla, and Tesla had the power to, because I guess these cars are hooked into the internet, and for some reason, Tesla has the power to restrict the usage of your car. And I guess they were kind of holding his car hostage for $4,500 that was owed on it. I don't know exactly how it goes. I read the story. It's really bizarre. It's kind of funny to me because I hate Teslas. I mean, I'm sure it's a good car and everything, and it goes fast and whatever and everything. I just think they're poor uh, excuses, <laughs> a poor investment and a poor excuse to have. I live in the town that builds all your Teslas. <laughs> so I see these motherfuckers all over the place and... and Trust me, I hate them, son of a bitches. I'm tired of them. Anyhow, it's an interesting story about how Tesla can sit there and control your car if you owe them money, or for whatever reason, I guess. And we'll get into all that stuff, and I, I don't know, maybe I have a couple other things I'll throw in there. And maybe at the end, I'll, I'll throw in the headlines this Sunday morning. That's right, it's Sunday. So, let me, I, I haven't even gotten to the point of editing or anything, so I don't know how it's going to turn out. It's not going to be fancy and polished and highly produced. Sorry, you know, I don't have any. I can't pay anybody to do that. I have to do it on the fly. In fact, I'm doing it on my phone. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of this on my phone, but it's been turning out pretty, you know, pretty good. So we'll see how this one turns out. Again, my apologies for not touching base with you guys throughout the week. It's, I've just kind of been getting the hell away from the Bay Area, man. If you live here, you know what I'm talking about. And any escape to go to anywhere uh, away from the Bay Area, the better. And that's why I've been doing, taking advantage of that. And, you know, relaxing, taking it easy when I get a chance to. So, that's what I've been up to. Alright, guys. So, with that, I'm going to take a pause. And I will be right back, right after this. Here's a story from Fox News. Talk about getting too politically correct. Cowboys Jerry Jones faces backlash for using a derogatory term for little people, apologizes for remark. <laughs> I, let's see. Hmm, let me think let me think about this for a second. I wonder what the word is. Hmm. I'm gonna take a wild guess. I'm I'm thinking it's probably the word midget. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys team owner Jerry Jones apologized for using a derogatory term for little people. Jones, 79, used the term midget, and, and this is Fox News. And they have just the M and T typed out, and everything else is crossed out. <laughs> Fox News is politically correct. It just, it, it, when he was talking about Larry Lacewell, uh, the former director of a college and pro scouting for the Cowboys who died in May at the age of 85 at training camp. 
The Cowboys executive, <clears throat> excuse me, the Cowboys executive said he wanted to, quote unquote, get me somebody, a midget to dress like Lacewell and stand next to him at practices. <laughs> Use of the term drew ire from little people of America. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. There, <laughs> there's an organization for, for midgets? I, I didn't know that. And first off, why, why is midget a derogatory term? Now, I'm not a midget or a little person, but I'm, I'm six foot, so I guess that cancels me out. But even if I was, I don't think midget would be kind of a, a derogatory term. I mean, I, I'm a white guy, and I've heard cracker, I've heard uh, white devil, I've heard all kinds of shit, and never bent me out of shape. So, I, I don't know, midget doesn't seem so derogatory, you know what I mean? I, I can think of some other terms. But I don't know, midget, I'm not feeling it. I'm just a little shocked that there's an organization for little little people of America. But again, I'm not a midget. I mean, I'm not a little person, whatever. So, you know, they got their own, uh, if it offends them. I mean, if, you know, when I think about, hold on, before I go any further, you know, I had a, a, a classmate and she was a a, mid, a small person, midget. I'm, what, I'm just going to say midget, who gives a shit? Sorry if you're, you're a, a, a midget, but I'm going to use the word. I've been using it since I've been alive, so deal with it. You know, she never had, I mean, every time, you know, I've talked to somebody around her, and we've used, I mean, she's used the term midget. You know, it would never offended her. So I don't, I don't understand why all of a sudden it's a politically correct thing not to say. I don't know. Goes on saying, quoting, midget is a term that has widely been known to be derogatory for years. And sh for years. <laughs> for years, really? So it just, like, all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere? And should be common knowledge to anyone in the public arena, such as Jerry Jones. How the hell is Jerry Jones? The guy's around a whole bunch of seven-foot, you know, gargantuan football players. What the hell does he know about, you know, being around midgets? The little people of America, they, I guess that's what they, the, the little people of America said. Uh, they told TMZ in a statement, quoting, Ignorance at this point is simply not an excuse. Any use of this disparaging slur along with suggestions or ins insinuations that our statute exists for amusement is deplorable and inexcusable. How does, what, <laughs> you get all of that from midget? Come on, man. Really? Nah, man, I'm not feeling that, man. That's bullshit. Quoting on, those who use the term midget, any terminology that further stigmatizes people born with dwarfism, are asked to educate themselves to eradicate this word. The organization said, little people of America is asking Jerry Jones to issue an apology and vow to use appropriate terminology rooted in respect and dignity going forward. <laughs> I mean, first off, if I was Jerry Jones, I'd say, who the fuck are you people? I've never even heard of your group. <laughs> and I'm not going to apologize to a, whole, you know, a couple of people in a cubicle and telling me uh, the, not to use a term. Now, he's not going around the football field calling people the N-word. I mean, I, I, that's a derogatory term. But Midget, come on. Really? Should I call minuscule people? <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, my Lord. You know, this is going to be the new thing for the radicals. 
the radical left. You know, at first it was what? What were they going with the white, the whole white supremacy angle? And then uh, what? What have we gotten to? Uh, oh, uh, trans uh, or cross dressers? I call them cross dressers. There's not, nothing transgenderism about them. I already got into that. They're going to jump on that one. They're going to bitch about that. They're going to bitch about. Uh, now they're bitching about uh, midgets. The term midget. Come on, man. This this is crazy. Goes on, Jones apologized later Tuesday, quoting, this is Jerry Jones uh, apologizing. Earlier today, I made a reference which I understand may have been viewed as offensive. I apologize, he said. <laughs> Dude, he's got fuck you money, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> the man's got fuck you money. That's why I tell these people, fuck you. I'd let, you know, if I'm a billionaire, which, by the way, you better start playing the lotto. I think it just hit a billion, so I got to go get my ticket here pretty soon before they start drawing. Anyhow, uh, you, know, you know, I'd be, well, fuck you, money. I'd be saying, hey, man, your wallet's minuscule. <laughs> it's it's pretty small. It's a, it's a midget's wallet, you know? Get out of here with your fucking bullshit, man. You know, all these politically correct nonsense. Man, come on. Stop it, man. Pro Football Talk noted that Cleveland radio host Tony Grossi, 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 never uh, listened to him, sorry. Sorry, Cleveland. You guys might know him. I, I don't personally know him right off the top. Was suspended for using the word in 2020. And former Cincinnati Bengals coach Marvin Lewis apologized for using the word in 2014. What the hell is going on here? When did this word all of a sudden, what, in the last few years it became derogatory? Well, who got the memo? I didn't get the memo. I've never, you know what I mean? I could think of it. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to go through the list, but there's other words out there that people should be, you know, a little bit more mindful of. Midget is not one of them, you know? If you want to call people a little person, that's fine, you know? Don't, you know, if, if you're going to be a midget and tell me, okay, you're going to have to refer to me as a little person with pronouns, I mean, I, that's a double jeopardy. I mean, get the fuck out of my face, man. I don't got fuck you money, but I'll still say fuck you to you. <laughs> Midget, come on, man! This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, let me t- let me just uh, finish up with this. Uh, I don't like Jerry Jones, uh, and the only reason I don't like him is because he and uh, Bob Kraft were architects in convincing everybody but one owner of the football teams to uh, go ahead and push for the Raiders to move to Las Vegas. Uh, and Jerry Jones ended up uh, making a, a money grab on that whole move by uh, buying uh, up all the suites, all the VIP suites and stuff, I guess, at, at Allegiant Stadium. And so he can turn around and sell them off like a third-party seller. That's what I've been hearing. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, I don't really give a, if If Jerry Jones wants to be a weak old man and, and bow down to a... You know, few small people. Whatever, man. But the guy's got fuck you money, man. He can tell, you know what I mean? I I just... (laughs) I don't know. Whatever, man. Just a quick reminder. Make sure you go and subscribe to my Twitter page at The Real WOD on updates when I'll be dropping podcast episodes as well as when I release any videos on YouTube or Rumble. Also on Twitter, I'll be posting news articles as well as videos that I talk about on the podcast. So go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. Thanks. From CNN, 
Highland Park shooting suspect has been indicted on a 117 counts by a grand jury. Woo. <laughs> He's gone. That old meth-headed freak is gone. Grand jury in Lake County, Illinois, has returned 117 felony counts against Robert E. Crimo, Crimo III, the man accused. Is he really a man? Are we really going to call him that? The guy accused of shooting into a crowd during a July 4th parade in Highland Park, killing seven people and wounding dozens of others. And uh, looks like uh, they need to really start hiring people to have educations because they spelt the word wounding with two O's. <laughs> Geniuses over there at, at CNN. Crime O21 is charged with 21 counts of first degree murder, three counts for each deceased victim. Wow. Wow. Can they do that? Can they multiply it like that three times per K, per victim? I, I mean, I've never heard of that. Boy, he's, he's gone for life. He's done. He also is, is charged with 48 counts of attempted murder and 48 counts of aggravated battery with a firearm for each victim who was struck by a bullet, bullet fragment, or shrapnel. A release from the Lake County State's Attorney's Office said, Wow. CNN has reached out to Crimo's attorney for comment, quoting, I want to thank law enforcement and the prosecutors who presented evidence to the grand jury today. Our investigation continues, and our victim special, specialists are working around the clock to support all those affected by this crime that led to 117 felony counts being filed today, State Attorney Eric Reinhardt said in the release. Well, I'll tell you one This is in Illinois. Am I correct? Make sure I'm I'm really correct. Yeah, it is in Illinois. The state attorney, huh? You know, there's a lot of you know. Yeah, I'm glad they're throwing the book at this guy. I got no problem with that. Yeah, you know, destroys life. And, you know, just lock him up. That's good. I'm cool with that. But my God, all the brutal murders that are going on with the, with people in in like Chicago and and everywhere else in Illinois. I mean, my God, and nobody's getting charged with anything. People are just being released. It just—is it because this kid is like a a, a spindly-looking white kid? <laughs> is that what it is? So they're they're gonna hang the white kid and let all the, you know, black kids go around and shoot each other? It's crazy. Where's the priorities? I mean, I get it. I mean, this is a really serious matter. I'm glad they're throwing the book at him, but I mean, there is so much bad going on on the streets of Chicago. I would think they would have a little bit more of a you know urgency to prosecute those crimes as well, but. I digress. What? Uh, what is that? Oh, bulls! <laughs> I'm right by a bunch of bulls. <laughs> Crimo is expected to appear in person in court on August 3rd for his arraignment. The release said he has been held without bail since being arrested during a traffic stop hours after the shooting. Crimo voluntarily admitted to authorities he, t he emptied two 30-round magazines before loading his weapon with a third and firing again. Lake County Assistant State's Attorney Ben Dillon said earlier this month during a virtual bail hearing, if convicted on first-degree murder charges, Crimo faces a maximum sentence of life in prison. That's it? You gotta kill that kid, man. Jesus. Authorities have said they have not learned the suspected shooter's motive. According to state police, Crimo brought rifles and other guns between June of 2020. Oh, bought, excuse me. He not brought, he bought rifles and other guns between uh, June of 2020 and September of 2021 
He passed four background checks, including checks of the federal national instant criminal background check system. I mean, that's a big failure right there with the federal government, too. You know, if if these families want to be compensated, which I, I feel they should be, I'm, they're not going to get it from this family. No way. I'm, they even got a picture of the, uh, I guess it's his father. Some guy with a mask on. I don't know who the hell that guy is. Regardless, you're not going to get no money from this kid. This kid's, he, he's probably, he, he's going to be so fucking put aside. Nobody's going to fuck with this guy. He couldn't even give him uh, a top ramen from prison if he wanted to. He's going to be so isolated. They're not going to get no money off this kid. No way. You got to sue the federal government for their failure to not do a, a, a background check. I mean, four background checks? He passed four background checks? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's crazy, man. But I, I just never heard of somebody getting uh, charged with murder times three per victim. I, I just never heard of that. I mean, you're really throwing the book at somebody. That, that, that's the way to do it, really. I don't know if that they're going to get what they, they want. I don't think that the prosecutor is going to get that. He'll definitely do life in prison regardless of the times three enhancement. He'll, he'll be gone. He'll be doing his time. I just don't. I, I just don't know why there isn't more of an urgency, you know, with all the other gun violence that's going on also in, in the state of Illinois, specifically in, in the Chicago region. I don't know. I mean, I think the state attorney needs to work on that. comedy though we still have great comedy out there there's always rambling joe biden what the f joe says shit that even people with tourettes go no no what is going on joe is like your uncle who's on a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right i'm proud to work with barack america he's not a superhero you idiot come here when fdr was on television there was no tv back then come here joe sit down Rambling Joe Biden. What the f Okay, here you go. This come from CNN. I don't know. It says it's a CNN exclusive. I don't know. I already heard. I think I heard the story earlier today, so I don't think it's that exclusive. But it does go like this. It says, Biden administration offers convicted Russian arms dealer in exchange for Griner and Whelan. And they're referring to Brittany Griner. And another gentleman by the name, another gentleman, another person named Paul Whelan. Well, I don't know, man. She can identify as a guy, I guess. I don't know. It's a weird world. Um, this is uh, by Kylie Atwood, Evan Perez, and Jennifer Hansler. Three people for this story. <laughs> I guess it's got to be legitimate, huh? CNN, right? Um... Just says, after months of internal debate, the Biden administration has offered to exchange Victor Bout, a convicted arms, uh, Russian arms trafficker, serving a 25-year U.S. prison sentence as part of a potential deal to secure the release of two Americans held by Russia, Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan, according to people briefed on the matter. 
These sources told CNN that the planned trade bout for Whelan and Griner received the backing of President Joe Biden after being under discussion since earlier this year. Biden's support for the swap overrides opposition from the Department of Justice, which is generally against prisoner trades. Huh. Secretary of State Antony, <laughs> Antony Blinken announced Wednesday that the U.S. President, uh, presented a substantial proposal to Moscow weeks ago for Wheeland and Griner, who are classified as wrongfully detained. Now, no, no, the bitch went into a foreign country with some drugs. <laughs> she got caught. She's doing time. So I, I don't know what, what it's, how she's not unlawfully detained. Maybe in America you'd get away with that shit, but this is Russia again, okay? It's Russia. They don't play around. They, they take uh, their law and order very seriously. Speaking in a press conference at the State Department, Blinken and Biden was directly involved and signed off on the proposal, although Blinken did not directly confirm Bout was part of the deal, saying he, quote, can't and won't get into any of the details of what we are proposed to the Russians over the course of so many weeks now, he said. In terms of the president, of course he was not only directed and directly involved, he signs off on any proposal that we make, and certainly when it comes to Americans who are being arbitrarily detained abroad, including in this specific case. <laughs> Again, the woman brought drugs into Russia. I don't give a damn if it's hash oil or, or tincture or, or, or it, you know, if it's not a joint. or I, That don't mean nothing to me. If it has THC content in it, it's, it's probably considered a classified narcotic to the Russians. So she broke the law, okay? There, there's no way around that. Um, Brittany Griner testifies she signed documents without understanding what they said after being stopped at Moscow Airport. The top U.S. Dif diplomat said he intended to discuss the matter on an uh, ex expe ex expected call with the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov this week. His first conversation with his counterpart since the war in Ukraine began. Telling reporters, my hope would be that in speaking to Foreign Minister Lavrov, I can advance the efforts to bring them home. You know, I, are you really... I mean, this is, so, this is kind of stupid. We're in a proxy war against Russia. We are sit, sitting there funding and throwing all kinds of weaponry and money at the you know Ukrainians to fight the Russians. What makes them think they're going to just go ahead and just roll over that easy? I mean... <laughs> it, 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 it just seems ridiculous on the surface. Quoting, there is in my mind utility in conveying clear direct messages to the Russians on key priorities for us. And as I mentioned, these include securing the return home of Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. He said, who's Paul Whelan? I, I'm, maybe I'm missing something, but I don't know who that is. I don't know who Paul Whelan is. A senior administration official suggested Moscow has not been responsive to the substantial offer. <laughs> First presented in June, telling CNN, it takes two to tango. Ooh. <laughs> what is that, threatening words from the Biden administration? Are you fucking kidding me, man? Do you think Russia is really going to just roll like that? Do you think they're intimidated by this administration, especially for Brittany Griner? 
<laughs> you know, and I also heard that Brittany Griner was also playing on some sort of Russian basketball team. I guess in her off time. If that's true, what the hell is somebody like her, you know, screwing around with the Russians in any way, shape, or form, you know? She's one of these wokesters that hates America, right? <laughs> I thought she was pro-Ukrainian, you know, all, you know, supports the Ukrainians. I guess she doesn't because she plays, with the, plays basketball with the Russians, so I don't know. It's kind of almost like how uh, LeBron James, he plays, you know, ba- <laughs> basketball for the Chinese, even though he, he just takes their money, you know what I mean? I don't know if he goes overseas and plays, but it's the same damn thing. These people play for these, these foreign countries, you know. It, it, I mean, I'll leave her there. Uh, <laughs> we start all negations of bring him home. Americans held hostage are wrongfully detained with a bad actor on the other side. We start all these with somebody who has taken a human being, American, and treated them as a bargaining chip, the official said. So in some ways, it's not surprising even if it's disheartening. When those actors don't necessarily respond directly to our effort, our offers, don't engage constructively in negotiations. The official declined to comment on the specifics of the quote-unquote substantial offer. They said it was in Russia's quote-unquote court to be responsive to it, yet at the same time that does not leave us passive as we continue to communicate the offer at very senior levels. <laughs> What are they going to offer for her, man? Why doesn't she just own up to her mistake? I heard that she could be facing 10 years. I don't know anything about the justice system in Russia. I know it's pro- it's definitely much more uh, stringent, much more hardcore um, than America's uh, justice system, at least currently, right? I say this let her stay there, man. I mean, this is the woman that sat there and kneeled against the American flag during the national anthem. I don't have it. You know what? You don't respect my country. Obviously, you don't respect Russia either. <laughs> to go ahead and, and, and throw, bring drugs into their country. Let her stay there. Let her, let her sit there. Let her eat some Russian food. I, I don't know what the hell they eat in Russia, but let her sit there and rot for all I care. The families of Whelan, who, have, who has been held by Russia for alleged espionage, since 2018, and WNBA star Griner jailed in Moscow for drug possession since February, have urged the White House to secure their release, including via a prisoner exchange if necessary. And, and that's another thing, too. They want two of ours for one of theirs. <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. Not only are you given weapons and money to the Ukrainians to fight, <laughs> the Russians, I have no problem. Well, actually, I kind of do have a problem with them continuously throwing our money at the Ukrainians. It seems like a, it, it's become a grift now, but that's a whole other story. But you, you, you're, you want two of ours for one of theirs. That doesn't seem fair. That, that, that seems like a bullshit deal, to tell you the truth. And it says, who is it? And this is, a, I guess this is the guy that they, I guess they're going to offer to Russia his name is Victor Bout, Russian arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death, touted for a U.S. prisoner swap. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There's just something wrong about offering a guy named uh, Merchant of Death. 
<laughs> Poor Brittany Griner. I say let's keep let's keep that guy locked up and have her stay over there and do her time. That that's just that's the whole way I look at it. <laughs> and as I speak, some jackass comes by and he's running out of gas. I'm starting to see a lot of that. A lot of people running out of gas. Too bad. Oh well. You know. Shouldn't make fun of people. I might run out of gas one day. Um, Griner, who plead? Oh, where was I? National Security. Oh, uh, National Secu- Security Council Strategic Coordinator for Communications. Jesus Christ, John Kirby said Wednesday. That's his title. I would call him douchebag. <laughs> National Security douchebag. That's his name. Oh, that's his title. It said Wednesday that a senior administration of, uh, official spoke with the families prior to Blinken's announcement about the substantial proposal. Biden recently spoke by phone with Griner's wife, <laughs> Cheryl, and Whelan's sister, Elizabeth. Griner, who pleaded guilty in early July, but said she unintentionally brought cannabis to into Russia. Okay, I ain't buying that one. Testified in a Russian courtroom Wednesday as part of her ongoing trial on drug charges, for which she faces up to 10 years in prison. There you go. It is understood that her trial will have to conclude prior to a deal being finalized, according to U.S. officials familiar with the Russian judicial process and the inner workings of U.S.-Russia negotiations. During months of internal discussions between U.S. agencies, the Justice Department opposed trading bout... People briefed on the matter say, however, just, uh, justice officials eventually accepted that a bout trade has the support of top officials at the State Department and White House, including Biden himself, sources say. Yeah, sure, why not? Let's, let's get rid of the merchant of death for a, uh, a pothead basketball player chick, right? And that same DOJ is... Uh, thinking of investigating and uh, proceeding with uh, taking Trump to trial or whatever. They want to con- they want to convict him on on some bogus shit. They want to go after Trump, but they don't want to sit there and and, <laughs> and keep uh, the merchant of death locked up. I, you know, they're pri- the whole Biden administration is just their priorities are just screwed up. They really are, man. The Russian government has frequently floated bout as the subject of a potential trade for a number of Americans. Asked at the Aspen Security Forum last week why Moscow is so interested in getting bout back, CIA Director Bill Burns replied, quote, That's a good question because Victor Bout's a creep, unquote. <laughs> and it does have a picture of the guy. He, he, I don't know, weird looking dude, man. Looks like he could be a mailman or something. He just, I don't know. It's kind of weird when you see these people. They give them these crazy nicknames, you know, these really, you know, evil nicknames like Merchant of Death or whatever. And then you see the picture of the guy, and you're like, eh. <laughs> like I can slap that guy, you know. Kind of like what was his name? Uh, oh, he's dead now. I forgot. Well, he's not too important. That guy, uh, he, big deal, big deal in Mexico. Uh, Drug pusher. Ah, God, I forgot his name. Off the top. It doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter. He's a scumbag, so it's better off I forgot him. The U.S. government has long resisted prisoner swaps, claiming concerns that they only incentivize, incentivize excuse me, countries to detain Americans so they can be used as bargaining chips. Advocates have questioned these concerns and have argued that it is more important that Americans are able to come home. 
Among senior Biden administration officials, the idea of prisoner swaps gained a, uh, a new momentum earlier this year after the successful release of Trevor Reed, a former Marine who was held captive in Russia for more than two years. Reed was traded for Konstantin Yaroshenko, a Russian pilot that's then serving a 20-year federal prison sentence for cocaine smuggling conspiracy. <laughs> that's nothing now. That happens every day over at the southern border. There's all kinds of drugs pouring in freely. Nobody's getting busted. Biden officials have uh, had been concerned the decision... Uh, let me start over. My apologies. Biden officials had been concerned the decision to swap Reed for Yershenko would be criticized by Republicans. Instead, it won bipartisan praise, including from a handful of Republicans who are normally sharp critics of the administration. That reception, sources say, led the administration to re-examine all options, including potential swaps, to get Whelan and Griner out of Russia. Who are these... Uh, I'm, I'm just curious. Who are these Republicans? All right. I, I don't think these are... Uh, <laughs> I don't think these are um, critics of uh, the Biden administration. I think these are more like people like you know, Liz Cheney... And that other douchebag out of Utah, Mitt Romney, those types. That crybaby, what's his name? I forgot his last name. He's a crybaby. He's, a, he's another rhino. You know, quoting, whatever the kind of moral dig indignity of them holding innocent people and trying to ex extract from, uh, from us someone like Mr. Yaroshenko, who is the opposite of that, we nonetheless are so committed to bring our people home that we will make those painful choices in certain circumstances, the senior administration official told CNN. Securing the release would also give the White House a much-needed political win ahead of the midterm election. Yeah, see, here we go. It, it, you know this is, this is what this is. This is all political, this whole prisoner exchange bullshit. Uh, it's just a much-needed political win ahead of the midterm elections in November, a point that some official uh, officials quietly acknowledged when speaking privately to CNN. <laughs> there is also a sense of urgency to bring the two detainees home as the White House faces growing public scrutiny from the families of Americans unlawfully detained abroad. How about you sit there and start apologizing to all 13 family mem uh, members of of the 13 families of the individuals who died when you bugged out of Afghanistan. Let's start with, start with that. And all those Americans, hundreds if not thousands of Americans you and allies you left behind in Afghanistan. Let's start with those people. Let's bring those people home. Let's bring all those people home. All those people you left in Afghanistan. Why doesn't the Biden and the Biden administration do anything about that? I even think I heard Kim Kardashian had flipped a bill to get uh, some of those people out of there. Paid some, you know, pilots to, you know, pick up people and then take them out of Afghanistan. Kim Kardashian. I mean, come on. Fuck Brittany Griner. I don't get, I don't even know who the other guy is. I don't, I don't really care about, you know, he, he was fucking around with cocaine. You know, that's his problem. Whatever. Fuck Brittany Griner, man. Playing her off like she's innocent. She's not innocent. She's a pothead that got caught sneaking in fucking bud. Bud, tincture, hash oil, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's got THC content in it. 
fuck her. Let her stay there and face the consequences. You're stupid enough to fucking do that. You're stupid enough to be held accountable. And you're, you're also stupid enough to kneel to the flag. So you're stupid enough to ask them, America to help save your stupid ass. It's crazy, man. Hell with Brittany Griner. I don't even know who the hell she... I, I, never, I, I, I didn't know nothing about her until this whole story came up. What, she's a WNBA star? I don't, whatever. I don't watch it. Hell, I don't even watch NBA anymore, hardly anymore. Except at the, you know, with the Warriors. That was a whole different thing. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors. But, I mean, come on. Brittany Griner? <laughs> For what? The What was his name? The madman of, uh, of death or whatever. The minister of death or whatever. Come on. This is bullshit. Let her stay there. Let her rot. Let her be held accountable like any other person. This is the fucking crazy shit that comes from CNN, man. I'm telling you, this is crazy ass shit. This is another CNN. I, I don't know why I'm pulling up CNN stories all of a sudden, but they are pretty wacky. I never really read their bullshit, but this one, man, I, it clickbaited me. It just says, Invasive insect, formerly known, formerly known as Murder Hornet, gets new name. Ooh. <laughs> the Murder Hornet is no more. At least its name is gone. The entomologist. Oh God! Here we go with the fucking names. The entomological. Did I say that right? Entomological Society of America and the Entomological Society of Canada have adopted a new name for the murder hornet, also known as the Asian giant hornet. Saying, "Quote: The usage of Asian." in the name of a pest insect can unintentionally bolster anti-Asian sentiment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You fucking serious? Especially amid a rise in hate especially especially amid a rise in hate crimes and discrimination against people of Asian descent. The ES the ESA adopted the name Northern Giant Hornet for the species in its common names of insect database. Since all wasps are native to Asia, the name Asian Giant Hornet does not convey uh, unique information about the biology or behavior of the species, according to the ESA. Chris Looney, entomologist, whatever, man, the, the bug guy, at the Washington State Department of Agriculture, authored the name change proposal, saying that the previous common name of the species, scientifically called Vespa mandarinia, Quote, is at best a neutral and uninformative adjective, potentially a distraction from more salient characters of the organism and, at worst, a racist trope. <laughs> Did you get all that? Holy fuck. Quoting, I don't want my Asian American or Pacific Islander colleagues, friends, and family to have any negative connotations with invasive or pest species that might be used against them in a negative way, ESA President Jessica Ware said. In 2021, ESA updated its guidelines for acceptable insect common names to ban names that refer to ethnic or racial groups or may cause fear in the skirts names that reference geographical areas, especially for invasive species. It's a fucking bug. It's a crazy-ass bug. I mean, come on, people. What are we doing here? These woke jackasses. Quoting common names are an important tool for 
bug people. <laughs> See, I can't pronounce that name, so I'll just call them bug people. To communicate with the public about insect and insect science. Where I said in a release Monday, Northern Giant Hornet is both scientifically accurate and easy to understand. And it avoids evoking fear or discrimination. <laughs> Does it? I didn't even know that. What are you going to call Chinese food? Are you going to be bent out of shape if I say, hey, let's go to the Chinese restaurant. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. You're triggering me. Oh, don't say that. We're going to, we're going to get Chinese food. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Come on. It says the northern giant hornet poses a potential threat to honeybees. Human health and agriculture, said Carla Salp, acting communication director of the Washington State Department of Agriculture. In 2019, the hornet, now known as the northern giant hornet, was found in Washington State, and there have been efforts to eradicate the species entirely since then. Public helped find three out of the four nests that have been eradicated in the state, demonstrating that public awareness is critical. Washington State is the only U.S. state that has had confirmed northern giant hornet sightings, but the species could find habitat elsewhere in the Pacific Northwest, if not contained, according to a 2021 study in the Journal of Insect Science. Quoting, if allowed to establish in regions within North America, the northern giant hornet could significantly impact local ecosystems, according to the ESA's common name toolkit for the northern giant hornet. Quoting, northern giant hornets generally do not attack people, but will do so if provoked or threatened. The toolkit said that their, their stinger is longer than that of bees and wasps found in northern America, and their venom is more toxic. And it's just... Yeah, I'll finish up. I thought it was going to be just drawn out. I guess I'm just giving you guys a little bit of a, uh education. Northern giant hornets are not the only thing that causes damage to honeybee hives. And the word murder evokes fear, Ware said. <laughs> she, <laughs> she hopes that the name change will allow people to learn about the and understand the species from a wider perspective. Quoting, even though the northern giant hornet has some negative things about it, like all, all of the 1.5 million insect species out there, it's got a complicated life. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Where said, some parts of its life history and ecology are really fascinating. It's been around for over millions of years before humans even came onto the scene. Where encourages people to submit a request to the Better Common Names Project if there is an insect name they believe should be changed. Oh my god. I didn't even know there was such a fucking thing. The Better Common Names Project. <laughs> oh boy. I can think of a name that could be that should be changed. Uh at least the title of, of one person, Joe Biden's title, that that title needs to be changed because he's definitely not a president. Well, there you go. Um, I didn't know that the, the murder hornet, um, its name is going to be changed because it might evoke fear and uh, racism uh, in people. So there you go. So anytime you, you run across these insects, uh, make sure you identify it in a more uh, racially sensitive manner, okay? Alright, I found this to be a really interesting story. If you drive a Tesla, be warned. This is, this is a little interesting right here. This is coming from, the story is coming from, a, uh, I guess, some sort of, what you would call, a, a industry type of website. 
related to electric cars. It's called, let me get this right, Electrek, E-L-E-C-T-R-E-K dot com. Electrek. And the headline goes, Tesla locks 80 miles of customer's battery range for $4,500 ransom. <laughs> Now, okay, I know uh, Tesla's, I've heard Tesla's have to go through software updates and all this other shit. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about these damn cars. But if they have the power to lock you from uh, driving any further until you pay them money, boy, they really got to. I mean, they, you can't do that. With, I, well, I guess you could do it with gas-powered vehicles, putting a boot on their wheels, I guess. I don't know, but I don't think any... You know, automaker would do that. <laughs> Cops do that. But it goes something like this. Tesla tried to force a customer to pay $4,500 ransom over 80 miles of range that the company's software locked in his battery pack. The automaker only started to walk back on the strategy to squeeze $4,500 out of its customers after an uproar on social media. Tesla used to sell Model S vehicles with software-locked battery packs. For example, Electrex... That's the name of this, this website. Seth Weinstraub's first Tesla was a Model S40, which was actually a Model S with a 60 kilowatt hour battery pack software locked at 40 kilowatts of capacity. This was a way to offer different range options without having to make production more complicated with different battery pack sizes. First off, that's way too much. That's way too much to deal with uh, when you're purchasing an electric vehicle. I didn't know that they, that they do that to the customers. They put certain ranges on your vehicle? I, I would be... F fuck that. No fucking way. That's crazy. Later, Tesla started to offer owners of those software-locked vehicles the option to unlock the capacity for an additional cost. Tesla phased out the practice over the years, but the company still used software-locked battery packs when doing warranty replacements of battery packs of certain capacities that it doesn't produce anymore. This has created a situation for a customer that Tesla has complete and completely mishandled. Jason Hughes, an infamous Tesla hacker, revealed the situation after trying to help the customer who bought a used Model S90 that had been, that used to be a Model S60. Huh. And it has a Twitter posting from this guy, Jason Hughes. At, his handle is at WK057. You want to check him out. It just says, Tesla really fires me up sometimes, and he has an angry face. I have a customer who's the third owner of a 2013 Model S60. At some point years ago, the battery pack was swapped under warranty with a 90 pack. It wasn't software limited. It was effectively made into a 90 by Tesla. Years went by. Car sold twice since and now has a new owner, my customer. It says 90 badged 90 has 90 type range. He has the car for a few months, goes in and does a paid MCU2 upgrade at Tesla after the 3G shutdown. All goes well. The upgrade is done. Car is working fine. <laughs> what the hell is this? This sounds like some shit, some sort of complication you would have with your cell phone. Not with a fucking vehicle. You know, it's funny. I live in the town where they make these. <laughs> I see these fucking cars everywhere. I'm not going to get into that. 
The customer wanted to a Tesla service center to get a computer upgrade so that his vehicle can stay connected to the Internet. Ah, see, there's your problem. Older Tesla vehicles only had a 3G connectivity, which is going away. After the Tesla visit, he received a call from the automaker telling him that they found an error in his vehicle configuration and that they would push a fix to his car. The fix reverted his configuration to a Model S60 and locked about 80 miles of range from his battery pack. <laughs> the customer tried to explain the situation to Tesla and have them uh, re-enable the capability which he paid for since he bought the car as a Model S90, but Tesla told him that he had to pay $4,500 to unlock the capability. And uh, it looks like Jason Hughes, he's, he starts up again. Another uh, tweet he put out. He says, furious, he demands they restore it back uh, to the way it was, and they ref he refuse, quoting, we can unlock it for $4,500. This guy bought a car, and years later, Tesla reaches in remotely with no warning and literally cuts his usable range by a third. <laughs> I, mean, I guess he, he says he confirmed it, the story with logs. I guess they, they you can detect logs. I guess you travel time. I don't know. I have no idea how the fucking these, those stupid electric cars work. Imagine walking out of your car to find it's now one-third as good as it was 15 minutes ago. And Tesla making it out like this is a good thing. They fixed the problem. What do you do? He tried for a while with them with no progress. <laughs> That's what he tweeted. You know, and you think about it, man. I mean, that's like... Now, I'm, I'm a fossil fuel type of guy. I like fossil fuel vehicles. You know, sue me. <laughs> Good luck with that lawsuit. Um, that's like somebody coming... I don't know if they could do it within 15 minutes, but that's like somebody coming in, uh, taking, taking off your gas tank and putting in a smaller gas tank. <laughs> you know, like from maybe a 15-gallon, 20-gallon to, to like a 5-gallon tank, you know? What the hell is that, man? I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. Goes on to say, that's when the customer came to Hughes, who has been known to be able to enable software locked features inside Tesla vehicles. However, he couldn't get a solution that wouldn't cause other issues. Instead, he took the problem to social media, and his thread on the situation went viral. Only after the thread went viral did Tesla reportedly reach out to the customer to say that they would take care of it right away. <laughs> Of course. It sounds like Tesla will revert the, the capacity back to a 90 kilowatt hour, kilowatt, whatever, battery pack for the customer. And then it has their own personal take on it, which I don't really care. I, I, the only take I, I want to hear is my own on the whole situation, which is uh, fuck electric vehicles. Um, I've, I'm not a big fan of them. In fact, you know, I, I'm sure in a sense... If we had the capability of having uh, more charging stations and stuff everywhere, maybe there would be some use for it. But from everything I've seen, and again, I live in a city, in a town, whatever. That's all there is, is Teslas. Teslas are everywhere. They're driven by a bunch of Asian guys wearing masks, too. <laughs> the majority of them are all Asian people wearing masks. And they drive around these Teslas, and they're always zooming around like, you know, like they're speed racer. 
But then I always see them at the side of the road, pulled over, their batteries are dead, or they're sitting at a charging station for over an hour trying to get their car charged up. It's, it is the funniest damn thing to see, man. I, I would never, ever fucking go to an electric vehicle. I wouldn't. There, there's no benefit to it, you know? They even say, what, after 10 years, you would have to pay, what, uh, another, uh, what is it, fucking, four, what did I hear, $14,000 for a new battery? Because, I mean, they're batteries. That's what's in these, car, these electric cars. It's just fucking batteries, you know? Batteries don't last forever, you know? And then on top of that, the hypocrisy behind the whole issue of electric vehicles and everything going vehicle, you know, where you got to have, you know, like 95% of all electricity comes from coal industry, which is dirty, you know, that in, in, the, in the climate change activist mind, you know, coal, burning coal is dirty and, and it's evil, right? Well, you're doing that with your Teslas, okay? And then on top of that, to, you know, get yourself a battery, you have to, you know, mine it, the cobalt from, you know, they got kids in Africa <laughs> mining cobalt, magnesium. I think magnesium is another one. I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't make those damn batteries. I think they're stupid anyway. The whole electrical industry is stupid. The whole idea. I mean, it's practical if it was feasible, but it's not. It sounds like it's just expensive. It sounds pretty crazy if your car is hooked up to the Internet. Fuck that, man. I'm not with that. I mean, anybody could just, I mean, think about it. Anybody could just hack into your shit and then just lock your car or or just immobilize your car from running around. I mean, who knows? I mean, I I would not want my car attached to the Internet. You know, I I luckily, the only thing Internet related to my car is just maybe my radio. Maybe they can hack through that. I don't know, but... There's nothing internet related in my vehicle, so I'm cool with that. I'll stick with the fossil fuel. You want to go electrical, you go electrical. But if they put a cap on your your driving ability, good luck with that. That's all I got to say to that. Oh, hell no. All right, cat lovers, I got a story for you. This comes from Como News. That's up in the northwest here in America. Anyhow, they got a story. I guess they're, they're doing the story, but it's actually originating out of Warsaw, Poland. It just says a Polish scientific institute has classified domestic cats as an invasive alien species, citing the damage they cause to birds and other wildlife. I did not know. I mean, they are kind of weird. They they seem kind of, you know, disconnected (laughs) from everything else. I don't know. I always thought cats were autistic, but I digress. So it says right here, some cat lovers have reacted emotionally to this month's decision and put the key scientists behind it on the defensive. Uh, oh, God, here comes the names. <clears throat> I'll try to say it once and then that's it. Wojek Solars. <laughs> I'm not going to spell it either. A biologist at the state-run Polish Academy of Sciences wasn't prepared for the disapproving public response when he entered Phileas catus, the scientific name for the uh, common house cat, into a national database run by the Academy's Institute of Nature Conser- Conservation. The, the database already had 1,786 other species listed with no objections. Solars, Solars <laughs> told the Associated Press on Tuesday, invasive alien species, no. 1,787, however, is a creature 
so beloved that it often is honored in Poland cemeteries reserved for cats and dogs. Solaros, <laughs> I can't say it. S-O-L-A-R-Z, you pronounce it. Solars. Solars describe the growing scientific consistency that domestic cats have harmful impact on biodiversity given the number of birds and mammals they hunt and kill. The criteria for including the cat among alien invasive species are, quote, are 100% met by the cat, he said, unquote. <laughs> In a television segment aired by independent broadcaster TVN, the biologist faced off last week against a veterinarian who challenged Sol Solars' <laughs> conclusion on the dangerous cats posed to wildlife. Dorado Suminska, the author of a book titled The Happy Cat pointed to other causes of shrinking biodiversity, including a polluted environment and urban building facades that can kill birds in flight. You know, man, all these 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 fucking these climate change whack jobs, man, they are just going after each other now. You know. I mean, just like the radical you know, the leftists, they just all go out they all eat each other. <laughs> they go after each other. You know, it, it it's nuts. I mean, who? It's a fucking cat. You know, here's my problem with cats, real quick. I got at my place. I have a bird feeder, and all the fucking cats in my complex. It's a jam-packed complex. All these people have all these fucking cats, and they call them their pets. But all they do is leave the fucking the cat food out outside their apartments, and they the cats never go inside their apartments. The cats are always outside their apartments. Running around, jumping into my patio area, patio area, excuse me, trying to go after the birds, and all they're doing is pissing and spraying all over the goddamn place, stinking up the joint. I wouldn't call them alien, you know, or aliens or anything like that. I just say they're just fucking nuisances. But this right here, this is just nonsense. As far as categorizing cats as alien, the institute noted that Felis catus was domesticated probably around 10,000 years ago in the cradle of the great civilizations of the ancient Middle East, making the species alien to Europe from a strictly scientific point, point of view. The Institute, also, the Institute also stressed that all it was recommending was that cat owners to limit the time their pets spend outdoors during bird breeding seasons. Yeah, no shit, man. No shit. You know what? He's right about that. Because it is bird breeding season, I guess. And I'm telling you, man, I got cats just coming around my apartment complex like crazy, man. They're just fucking, they're tearing up my place. They're fucking trying to jump up on and knock down the bird feeder. I mean, these motherfuckers are off the hook, man. I have a dog, but I don't have anything against cats, Soros said. <laughs> Soros, whatever. It's fucking nonsense. You know, man. It's a fucking cat, man. I don't know why these people are... I don't understand the, the whole thing. I don't even know if, why this is even relevant. I don't think if I... If I didn't even mention the story to you, you probably would never have known and probably would never have cared. <laughs> but I did mention it, so now you're probably saying, Oh my God, really?
All right, guys, that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. But before I go, I'm not going to get into the headlines this Sunday. To hell with all that. You know, Sunday is, I don't want to get into the whole depressing type of thing. I throw that around enough, and I think there's plenty of news stations that will do that for you on a Sunday. I'm just going to finish up with this one story I came across, and I believe it's coming from Fox News. Weird story. Um, It's coming from New York City. It says New York City store locks up spam in plastic case amid (laughs) crime spike. Spam? Now, if you don't know what spam is, it's just that it's a meatloaf. I guess it's made out of lips and assholes of animals. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's what hot dogs are. You know, it's all lips and assholes. But uh, they're locking up their spam because I guess the recession is really hitting people and people are stealing spam. Um, it says that New York City Dwayne Reed location also locked up star-kissed tuna. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you can get that shit at a, what, a food bank for free. But I guess it's that bad where food banks, uh, maybe in New York City, they're running out of food. I mean, that's crazy. It just quickly says, the one-two punch of inflation and rising crime has caused at least one New York City store to lock up its inventory of spam in a plastic case. Shoppers, store employees, and social media users expressed disbelief after discovering the $3.99 a dollar. Wow, that's pretty expensive. Canned meat product out of reach behind lock and key at a Dwayne Reed inside uh, Dwayne Reed inside New York City's Port Authority bus depot. The New York Post reported, quoting, "I've never seen that before." One cashier laughed while removing the spam from its plastic anti-theft covering. <laughs> Jesus, and goes on. Some of these things are pretty ridiculous," uh, said Jenny Kenny, a 43-year-old visiting town uh, visiting town from Kentucky, who says. She was aware of the crime spike in the city, but still couldn't believe there were, quote, so many items in boxes. And it... <laughs> you got to see... The, I'm going to tweet this story out. Please go to the at the real WOD over on Twitter and click this link. It has a picture from some guy. I guess his name... It's on Twitter. He posted it. It says his name is at Willie Staley. It says, the thoroughly revamped loss prevention regimen at the Port Authority, Dwayne Reed, has finally created something of beauty, a sort of Jeff Koons homage. And it shows a picture. The guy is holding the can of Spam. And the can of Spam is inside a... It's it's an individual can of Spam being covered. It's not like, you know, it's a whole display case. We have a whole big, you know, sheet, you know plastic glass covering, you know, all the shelves, you know, like you usually see. This is individually. Each can has its own little plastic, you know, plastic case. It's weird. And it's the most bizarre thing. I guess they're selling them individually like that? I don't know how that would stop anybody because if you really wanted your spam, you'd just take the plastic case, you know, take the spam with its plastic case and you just bust the plastic case on the ground and then boom, you got your spam. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Goes on, other shoppers wondered why Spam, along with $1.89 cans of star-kissed tuna, were locked up while more expensive products like 549 uh, cans of Amy's soup were not. Man, that's expensive. What the fuck is going on in New York, man? Soup, 549 My God, I know that's the city, but my God, man. So quoting, to put spam in a cage is stupid and kind of insulting to the customers 
That would buy it, 46-year-old shopper Dennis Snow said. Crime in New York City is up this year in six to seven major categories, and New York Post reported that that petty larceny complaints are up 52% in, pre, in the precinct where the Port Authority is located compared to last year. Uh, quoting on, I don't think they stop anything, a store clerk, <laughs> clerk named Iggy said about the anti-theft cases. It's security theater. If you really needed it, you would stomp on it. Yeah, I mean, you just break this thing. you got to see this picture. I'm going to tweet out. You have to click on this. Just a few days ago, Iggy's suspicion appeared to be well-founded when a man in a black tank top bolted out of the store with, with a $38 electric razor after asking an employee to remove it from the plastic case. <laughs> and the New York Post, they do also have a tweet out, and it does show the, the spam again in a case. And it shows uh, a ham in a plastic individual case, and also does show a Starkist tuna in an individual plastic case. These things, I mean, that must cost money to make these little cases. I used to work in a plastic shop, an acrylic shop, and we used to make, like, jewelry cases for, like, stores like Mervyn's and stuff. You know, if you know what Mervyn's is, that's, that's old school. But, you know, for department stores, you know, for watches or whatnot. And this is the same damn thing. Those things are expensive to make. I, that's a waste of money. I, I don't get it. It's it's stupid. It, it, the guy's right. It's stupid. In addition to the rising crime, inflation spiked at 9.1% in June, which the New York Post explained has created a market for thieves to sell stolen discounted goods to cash-strapped customers. Spam can still be found in many locations in New York City without the plastic covering included, including at Dwayne Reed locations near Times Square. Okay, so there you go. There's a shout-out uh, any information you need on spam. Uh, finish this off here. We lock up ice cream and employ at a West 44th Street, Dwayne Reed said. <laughs> it is absolutely bizarre. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I'll, I'll tweet that out. Let's see if I can do that. Let me get a copy real quick. Yeah, there you go. Finished up with some really bizarre stuff. All right. Well. Again, my apologies, you guys, for getting this episode out late to you. I, I, I'll, I'll post some pictures, too, on Twitter of where I was at. A really beautiful spot, but it got, oh, my God, it got so crowded. All these, because uh, it's out in the valley, in the San Joaquin Valley. If you, if you know the area, it's, just, it's, it's agricultural center for, for America. It's, it's a lot of farm workers out there. And so when the weekend comes... Uh, they got their families and everything, and they pop up all their canopies, and I mean, they got a whole thing going on in this reservoir I was at, and it was just a madhouse, and I couldn't get no fish, and you know, motherfuckers running around on jet skis, and you know, four-wheel drives, and it was just a madhouse, I'm like, okay, fuck this place, I've been there before, but, <laughs> you know, it was really cool when I was there before, but on the weekends, forget it, man, I, I don't, I'm not even going to attempt any type of camping or fishing on a weekend just not my style all right so and that's what was happening and my apologies again all right all right guys that's it i'm done i am out of here and i am a ghost i promise you i will step up these episodes it's best of my ability uh, i think i'm coming out of this funk i'm having with my job too and that's and this moving situation oh it's a whole thing i'm not gonna get into it all right until next time guys Stay safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't find yourself in jail. Go into an arraignment because you have to wake up 
in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, whatever it is, and you got to listen to my podcast, right? That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you should do, okay? Until later, I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out.